You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. This is the Today I Found Out Daily podcast with me, Simon Whistler, and this is episode 8. And in this episode, you're going to learn about the fascinating origin of the name mistletoe, and why exactly it's traditional to kiss underneath this plant. And in today's bonus fact section of the show, you're going to learn a little of the myth surrounding this unusual plant. Let's get right into today's episode. The name for mistletoe derives from the fact that mistletoe tends to spring from bird droppings that have fallen on trees, with the seeds having passed through the digestive tract of the birds. Thus, the plant was given the name mistletan in Old English from mistel, meaning dung, and tan, the plural of ta, meaning twig. Hence, mistletoe is another way to essentially say dung twig. Not only is mistletoe a dung twig, but most varieties of the plant are partial parasites, being unable to sustain themselves on their own photosynthesis, so they leach what they need from the particular tree they are growing on. Some varieties of mistletoe, such as the North America Arsothobium pusillum, are full parasites in that they get all their resources from the tree they are growing on and have no leaves. So where did the tradition of kissing under a parasitic poop twig come from? The mistletoe has been considered a prized plant throughout history, going all the way back to the ancient Greeks, Celts, the Babylonians, and Scandinavians. For instance, the ancient Greeks considered the plant an aphrodisiac, believed it aided in fertility, and could be used to achieve eternal life. According to ancient Babylonian legend, they had the closest thing to our current practice of kissing under the mistletoe. At that time, single women looking for a mate supposedly would stand outside the temple of the goddess of love. Mistletoe was hung over the entrance to the temple, and when a potential suitor would approach one of the ladies, they were supposed to bond with him. They did not kiss, however, as kissing wasn't a way to show affection at that time in the Babylonian Empire. As for a more direct root of our kissing tradition, Norsemen had many traditions and legends concerning the mistletoe. One tradition was that mistletoe was a plant of peace, and so when enemies met under the mistletoe, they were obliged to stop fighting for at least a day. Eventually, this spawned a tradition to hang mistletoe over the doorway of one's home for peace and good luck. Mistletoe became associated with Christmas from this tradition of hanging mistletoe in one's home to bring good luck and peace to those within the house. The mistletoe would be hung around the new year, and the previous year's mistletoe would be taken down, with its powers apparently tapped. The new plants would then provide this luck throughout the year. By the 18th century in Britain, this evolved into the kissing tradition we have today. At this time, it became popular to create a ball of mistletoe that would be hung as a Christmas decoration. If a couple were found standing under the mistletoe, they would be obliged to kiss if the mistletoe ball still had berries. For each kiss, one berry would be taken from the ball. Once all the berries were gone, all the luck in love and marriage was considered to be drained out of the mistletoe, and it was now considered bad luck to kiss beneath it, instead of good luck, as before. And now for today's bonus fact. According to Norse legend, when the god Baldur and his mother both had a dream concerning his death, his mother Frigga made nearly all things on earth, both living and dead, promise to never harm her son. She extracted this promise from all things except mistletoe, which she felt was too young to make such a promise. At this point, one of the gods' new pastimes was to throw various objects that would normally kill a person, or god, at Baldur, which would all bounce off him without harming him. The god Loki then tricked Baldur's blind mother into throwing a small spear with a tip made from a mistletoe twig at Baldur, killing him. 
Baldur's brother was then killed for this act by the gods. Eventually, it was discovered that Loki had been behind the whole thing, and he was tied down with a serpent over him that would drip venom onto his face, which had an acidic effect. His wife would then sit over him and stop the venom from dripping onto his face by collecting it in a bowl. When the bowl was filled, and she had to empty it, inevitably some of the venom would drip on his face, causing him to thrash about, thus resulting in earthquakes, according to their legend. Frigga's tears over her fallen son were then said to be where the white berries on mistletoe come from. Bonus Fact 2 The Druids also considered mistletoe sacred. The Roman historian Pliny the Elder described in detail the ritual performed by the Druids collecting mistletoe. Hence we must mention the reverence felt for this plant by the Gauls. The Druids, for thusly are their priests named, hold nothing more sacred than the mistletoe and the tree that bears it, as long as that tree be an oak. Mistletoe is very rarely encountered, but when they do find some, they gather it in a solemn ritual. After preparing for a sacrifice and a feast under the oak, they hail the mistletoe as a cure-all and bring two white bulls there, whose horns have never been bound before. The priest dressed in a white robe climbs the oak and with a golden sickle cuts the mistletoe, which is caught in a white cloak. Then they sacrifice the victims, begging the god who gave them the mistletoe as a gift to make it propitious for them. They believe that a potion prepared from the mistletoe will make sterile animals fertile and that the plant is an antidote for any poison. Such is the supernatural power with which peoples often invest even the most trifling things. You just listened to the Today I Found Out daily podcast. This podcast is brought to you by todayifoundout.com and is produced by spokenmatter.com. To get more great content just like this, head on over to spokenmatter.com forward slash todayifoundout, where you'll find our brand new five-hour-long audiobook for just $5. And if that's not enough listening for you, Audible are the leading audiobook provider in the world with over 100,000 titles to choose from. Grab a free audiobook on us if you sign up today by going to todayifoundout.com forward slash audible. Thanks for listening.